0: 뭐야 소독해? 성문 닫아 나도 봐 공짜로 집안에 소독도 하고 아우 저기...
1: 부모님 얼굴도 뵙고 좋더라 건강들 하시고 일거리가 없으셔도 네가 내 대신 얘 과외 선생님 좀 해줘라 영어 대학생인 척 거야? 구라를 좀 치지 뭐넌이
0: 좋은 실력으로 왜 미대는 맨날 떨어지냐
1: 아 죽을래
0: 저는 이게 위조나 범죄라고 생각하지 않아요.
1: 참으로 시적전하다. 이자들이 원래 참잘 속아. 사모님이 뭐랄까. 풀타임으로 수업 어떻게 하시는지. Is it okay with you? 우리 다송이는 완전 예술가 재질인데. 펜질을 그린 거죠? 자화상이에요.
0: Ba, 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 ba. This is year 7 That's right, year 7 This is year 7 of Movie Month. For 30 days I'll watch 30 movies And do 30 podcasts And this is day 2 Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back for day number two. Two of 30 in this crazy 2020 movie month where today I just finished watching, well, maybe about an hour and a half ago, Parasite. But before we get started talking, I actually got a voicemail from somebody. And by voicemail, I mean someone I know texted me an audio file, but I'm gonna call it a voicemail because that sounds cooler.
1: Mikey, went out for a run this morning.
0: look what popped up. I'm
1: actually gonna do it. Listen to the first episode of Geek Mentality, my review after this theme song. Just kidding. Um, that obviously made me never want to watch a Fast and Furious movie I think it was almost subliminal but not even because you were shitting all over it but you have it in your DNA where you're still like but fun but but fun didn't sound didn't sound fun at all I could be wrong maybe someday Aiden will want to watch it probably one of the other ones but when you go using words like immature comedy or juvenile comedy, that really tells me something. So, sounds like an awful movie, but you did the you did the trick. I'll never I'll probably never see a Fast and Furious movie. I give this part an A plus. Out.
0: Thank you, Chris. I'm surprised you actually listened to the episode, but I. Had a feeling you'd never go back and watch the movie. Uh, that's a nice voicemail message from Chris, who I've known since I was three going on four years old. They used to live directly across the street from him. Uh, and he is one of the few people that listen and subscribe. But yeah, yesterday, that was not a good movie. I kicked off movie month with, um, you know, action garbage. And said, you know what, let's, let's, let's slow it down a little bit. Let's do something, um, with a lot less rock and well, actually I shouldn't say that there was a rock in this, uh, and, um, but a lot less explosions, we could say that and more actual character and, uh, an actual small movie, a dramatic movie, a movie with acting and a movie with awards. We're talking best, I think, screenplay, best director, best picture. The best picture of the year. I'm not even sure. The last time I watched the Oscar winner for best picture on Movie Month, I'm sure I've done it, but I don't know when. But I did it today. So I actually started watching the movie before work this morning. Got through most of it. Watched a little more at lunch, and I'm. O- I like some people don't like watching movies in in breaks. I'm okay with doing that. Uh sometimes I rewind maybe maybe a minute or two just to kind of get my bearings and get back where I am. Um but I um and I watched it all I finished it after dinner, went for a dog walk and now I'm sitting on my back porch on a rocking chair. Let's see if you can hear the chair rocking. Oh yeah. That's actual physical chair rocking. When this chairs is rocking, that means I'm a talking. Um and that little song that I sang and may have played some, that was an old Kiss song called Parasite. I looked up in the dictionary. Well, the dictionary. I don't have a dictionary. I looked on Google. I typed in Parasite. It said an organism that lives off another, like a larger organism, uh, feeds off it. And, yeah, that's kind of, um, kind of what I saw here. I had no idea what I was in for with this movie for the longest time I didn't know there was like, there's no like monster or supernatural. I, I didn't know that. I thought maybe there was some sort of creature like, or we're going to find out something is, you know, isn't what it seems. Uh, I mean, we do, but I mean like, you know, in a, you know, bizarre sci-fi kind of way. None of that, none of that at all. Um, Directed by, um, I think Bong Joon-ho. I want to, I hope I'm saying that right. This is it. This is my second movie month with him uh, as director. A few years ago, I watched Snowpiercer, another fun... I'm sorry. That was a fun uh, movie with characters. This movie had some fun moments and then some not-so-fun moments. And um, it was just well-crafted. Like, I get it. You know, when everyone talks about this being uh, such a big deal and winning all these awards and becoming, you know, this, like... um, critical sensation and, and, you know, high ratings, all this, you know, just the biggest movie ever in, in Korea. Um, uh, I get it. And I, you, sometimes you watch, you go, oh, and you know, maybe I'm going and going, okay, everyone said, this is amazing. Here goes. Well, I don't, I, I don't think I was tainted anyway, or like, um, you know, uh, Yeah, I think the word's tainted. Basically, it lived up to me what it was. uh, Maybe even more so because it didn't have any of this weird sci-fi stuff in it. Uh, I had no expectations except, like, of what the story was. I had no idea that it's basically a family of grifters. That's, you know, by the way, spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about this movie. So if you haven't seen it, you know, too bad. Um, So, yeah, I, I... I put the movie on and I'm waiting, I'm waiting for craziness to happen. You know, it opens up with, um, this young guy, uh, he's part of a family. So there's a family of, of, of people in Korea who live basically in a slum. They, they, they're poor. They have this small, uh, apartment that's like below the street level. People are taking pee, pee, pee's outside their, their apartment. They fold, uh, pizza boxes. I think that's what it was, for money. They don't even do that right. They seem to be a family of, you know, almost like not that motivated. Like the parents don't seem like that motivated. They all seem to love each other. They're not like mean to each other or anything, but they don't seem all that motivated. And then um, this friend of the young guy shows up, and you can see the guy's like, why didn't you call? You could have just, you didn't have to come here. Almost like he was embarrassed to see his friend at his house, didn't want to see him to see his house. And his friend I went back to try to figure out what the significance of this rock was. And I don't know exactly, except that it was like the bad luck charm. You know, it says this guy's grandfather has all these rocks, all these scholar rocks that he calls. Um, and he wanted me to give this one to you. So they must, they are obviously friends of the family somehow, or he just says, give this to your friend who needs it because it, it, you know, um, it is said to bring a family, uh, Material wealth, material riches. And kind of, they did have that for a, a, a brief memento. Um, so, and the guy's like, listen, I was a, a tutor, an English tutor. Um, I'll, first of all, if you don't, I mean, obviously you know, but, uh, this movie's completely in Korean. You know, I don't know if there's an English dub. If there was, I don't think I'd want to see it because I like the actual, um, the actual performance of the actual actors to come through, it it there is this there is that little bit of a disconnect because you you're looking down to read, but I'm okay with that. Um, it didn't take anything away from the movie at all. Um, so he's telling him, uh, you know, I I with this girl in English. She, um, you know, I'm going to be moving uh, on to do something else, but you know, she's a very pretty girl and. When she goes to college, I'm going to ask her out, Uh, which was, you know, kind of there and gone. Like this guy never showed up again in the rest of the show, the rest of the movie. Um, But it's almost like he was, um, this girl's young, right? I felt like she was younger than both of them. And yet, I don't know, maybe I'm going to guess 15, 16. She didn't have a driver's license, right? Uh, And maybe they're like 18. So it's not crazy. But it, you know they, she's a younger girl, and he's like, when she goes to college or university, or whatever they say, I'm going to ask her out. But in the meantime, I know you could be you'd be a good tutor. And he's like, well, but don't they like college types? It's like, ah, just fake it. You know, don't worry about it. You could you can you can figure it out. You could you can forge the paperwork, and it shows that his sister. Um, is good at forging, so she's doing Photoshop and she's making all these these papers to make this um, and look like he has college transcripts. And he's like, "Look, the the mother's, you know, she's real kind of simple. She's not that bright, so you don't have to worry about it. You, you, you'll you'll pass." Um, and he goes to this really nice part of town, um, very ritzy, very fancy, very uh, very fancy looking. Not a, a big house. I, I don't really call it a mansion, but a very um, House, very wealthy house. It was actually designed by an architect who um, moved and decided to, uh, and they sold it to this family. It's a family of four, mother, dad, and two kids. Um, he goes into this yard, and this yard is just like the yard the big glass door. It's just what I've seen from commercials and from the posters, and I, I don't I don't know if you'd say it's iconic, but it's very even when you don't see the movie, it is already recognizable from someone just seeing commercials and seeing posters and everything. Um, so he sees this woman and he's like, Oh, uh Madea, madam or whatever. Um, and she's like, no, I'm just the housekeeper. I'll, I'll um, I've been here since the, since the original owner of the house and you can look around and come on in. we we'll, you we'll meet the woman. He meets, the, he meets the woman. Uh, everything seems above board as far as she's concerned. And then she, he goes and tutors the the girl, and he seems to actually be able to tutor her in English, uh, fine. But he actually gets a little close to her, and he kisses her. And later on in the movie, he's like, "When she gets to college age, I'm going to um, I'm going to ask her out." It's so the same exact thing, which I just thought was um, interesting. Uh, so that while that's going on, um, he he's like, "Oh, um, you know, does your son?" Uh, he, he saw drawings at the Sunday. So they have a teenage daughter and a young son and a husband who's very successful in tech firm, but he always is off. Um, he's always off, uh, you know, with his driver, always off working. He's got his own driver. And the, the, um, the brother's like, Oh, do he, does he do art? he goes, Oh, we actually need a new art teacher. He goes, you know, I know someone who's an art teacher and I'm not sure if they're available, but I could ask. And he goes and he gets his sister to again do some more foraging, and you realize that um, this isn't like this isn't just him wanting to get a job to make some money to be a um, to be a tutor. It's like they they they're grifters. They they're charlatans, as um, at least the translation says in the movie. Um, They they are they're they're being a parasite. They're the parasite. They're weaving their way into this and feeding off this family, so this girl comes in and she is um, she's an art tutor, and somehow she 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 basically faked it. She looked up a few art tutor things, looked up art therapy, and somehow made the and made a guess that something happened to this kid. And they're like, "Oh my God, yes, we need you to stay, and we'll pay you more." Blah blah blah. So now she's making money, and he's making money, and then. They, um, they're like, you know, if we can only get dad a job, because you could see they're, they go out to dinner at one point, um, paying for their parents. And the dad's like, Oh, uh, this failed and that failed. And I, this restaurant failed and that restaurant failed. And he, you could see he's kind of, um, the dad's kind of a sad sack. He's like, eh, whatever, whatever happens. Like earlier in the, in the movie, they're in their house and they're fumigating. And the guy says, leave the, leave it open. Um, leave it open because uh you know we get free fumigation because he doesn't like these stink bugs he flicks these little stink bug- bugs away and um that's actually i didn't think about it till now but that is actually kind of a metaphor for um him you know to to him these little stink bugs are these stinky little nothings and he comes to find out that other people think he is stinky and don't think much of him um he um, okay so where was I so they are um, they realize their dad used to be a driver so like well what if we can get dad in as the driver So the girl um, the sister gets a ride home from the driver and they're joking the guy's completely polite and everything's fine but she takes her panties off leaves them in the car and then the um, the, the dad finds them thinks that the driver's up to no good so they just they fire him. And they're like, oh, we know a guy who used to be a driver. Or she says, I know someone who used to be a driver for a very well-off family. I don't know if he's available. He might be because they're, they're off out of the country right now. And it turns out it's Mr. Kim, which is the dad. And then they're like, oh, the only thing left is this, um, this, this uh, housekeeper here. But she's been here longer than the family. You know, we'd have to do something really bad to get her out of the house. So they concoct this plan. Now, this is the part I liked. Now, these people are, you know, kind of, they're not good people, what they're doing. But it was still fun. It was almost like a heist kind of thing. They're, they concocted this plan. They found out, uh, so the, the daughter's like, oh, I wish I could have peaches, but um, the housekeeper's deathly afraid of peaches, or deathly afraid, deathly allergic to peaches. So they concocted this plan to start uh, putting putting little pieces of peaches peach by her and she's like she's having these allergic reaction and then the guy's like i could have sworn i saw her at the doctor um so he sees he goes something about tuberculosis and then she cops into a napkin and he he puts some stuff in there to make it look like it's she's bleeding uh and he's like we can't have tuberculosis in the house here we'll make it you know we'll we won't tell her we'll make we'll just let it know that she's so they fire her and the father's like, well, you know, I use this service that we used to use. And he gives them a business card for the service that you can get high-end help. And that's where they bring the mother in. So that whole service is fake. And they have a fake phone call and a fake number for them to call. And they bring the mother in. So now they're all working in the house, all making money. And they realize they're, they're actually doing quite well for themselves. Uh, and then the family's like, we're going to go on a vacation. They're like, okay. They go on vacation, and the family just lives at the house. They all move in. They all hang out. They're eating. They're drinking. Um, they're they, they're having fun. They're not. They're criminals, but they're not doing anything like so heinous. I mean, okay, I guess getting um, two people, three people, fired—no, two people fired—isn't uh, great. So that's a little heinous. Um, But but at this point, they're still kind of likable. You're on their side. Um, And then the old housekeeper shows up. She's like, hi, uh, I used to work there. Um, I I can prove it. There's these dogs above this window right here. See, can you let me in? Can you let me in? I left something there. Like, we can get it for you. He goes, "Nah, I'd rather come in the house. She comes in the house. She goes, I'll go down and get it. And It's in the basement. She goes in the basement. They're like, what is she doing down there? They go and check on her. And she's trying to move this giant dresser out of the way and the giant like cabinet or whatever shelf out of the way and she finally they help her get her out of the way and there's a stairway all the way down in the stairway they follow her down there and her husband's down there so um the husband's down there um and there um wait how did oh at some point, they all stumble in. They were watching, and they all, the whole family stumbles in, and she realizes they're all together. And that's when she's like, wait, you guys are a family of charlatans? What the hell is this? What's going on? And then um, she realizes that they're up to no good. But at the same time, oh, my dog sees the bunny rabbits. At the same time, she's up to no good because she, um, hey, doggy. She um, is hiding her husband down there from, like, they they have no money. He lost his job. So she's been hiding him down there for, ye- I think, four years. F-O-U-R. For four years, right? I think that's how long it was. Uh, she's been hiding down there with him. So then the plot thickens. And they're kind of friendly at this point, And... The guy's like, he presses this button. He goes, I, I leave Morse code signs to see if the kid can see it because he's in the scouts. It blinks the lights. You ever see the lights flicker? That's me. Sometimes I leave these secret messages for someone to see them. Um, and they're just kind of, they're very, they, they seem friendly with her at first. And then they realize that the, um, the um, oh, that the, oh, my God. The family's coming home, right? They're coming home early. From the sh- camping trip, and they're like, "Oh my God, we're all in this house. We got to get out of here." So they're trying to clean up, get everything out, get out. And then the the um, housekeeper comes up the stairs because she's like, "I'm the- I'm going to tell them what's going on." And the mother kicks the housekeeper. It was it was like funny, but then the housekeeper rolled down the stairs, thudded her head, and I thought, "Oh my God, she's dead." Um, and she didn't quite die, but then they run down, they tie up the dad, they leave the mom down there, and then they hide in the house. This was like intense, um, because, but it, wasn't, it was still like, oh my God, someone's dying downstairs. So these people come back in their house. They have their housekeeper there. In the meantime, there's three other people hiding in the house um, of this family and two people hiding in the sub-sub-basement that they don't even know exists. This guy's been hiding down there for four years. He, in his way, he himself is a parasite on this family. This family did nothing wrong. Um, So they're, um, you know, they're a little weird, but they've done nothing really wrong. Um, But uh, they, um, oh my God, what is it? What is it? They, so the family comes home, they're all hiding in the house eventually they sneak out of the house. Now, a couple things that I forgot to talk about is the kid who had his, um, his whatever, like something happened to him, he said he saw a ghost in the house. And he, his eyes rolled back in his head and he collapsed and had a seizure. Well, the ghost he saw was the guy that was hiding in his basement. He must have come upstairs one day to try to get food or something. Uh, but the kid's actually pretty smart because he smells the driver, the, the dad one day, goes up to the housekeeper, smells them, and said, they smell the same. They smell the same. Like, why would you say that? Uh, Smell seemed to be a a thing in this movie because, um, you know, there's the stink bug. There's the kid who says they smell the same. Now they realize they have to use different soap. But she's like, the the daughter's like, no, it's because we all live in this basement like this. That's why we stink. You know, we have the same stink. So they start using different soap, though, to try to make things a little... space things out a little to make them so it doesn't look... they don't all smell the same. Um, But it came up at some point. They overheard... Or they talked about um, them having Mr. Kim having a specific smell, and I forget who. I think she may maybe she told the housekeeper this or something where he smells. Um, but it's you know it's it's not he's a good man, but he does have a smell about him, and that stuck with the dad a lot. At one point, he's in the car, and you can see the dad go, the, the the dad in the from the of the. The rich family, he, he makes a face, and the other, the dad in the car is like smelling himself, or I think the mother even made a face at some point. So they, you know, it's the rich people smelling the poor people, and they are the stink bugs of these rich people, right? There's no reason, I mean, they obviously that stink bug is a metaphor there. Um, now, when the family escaped the house, I don't know if this was me putting, reading too much into this, but. They had to go down so many stairs, downhill, downhill to where they live to to get away from the rich people. The rich people are up high, high on this hill and on the on the big high hill, right? Top of the hill, the rich people. And to get home, they had to go down a steps, down another series of steps, down another series of steps. And they realize, you know, the mother's still there, but they're all they um, they they're like they're covered in in crap and rain and they're like um, you know we have to get a plan to get her out of there because the, there's still the family in the basement they have to worry about that could ruin the whole thing for them well the father's like uh, oh wait they get back to the house and the house is completely flooded over you know you got these people on the hill that are like the rain and you got the um, the poor guys at the bottom that the rain ruined everything because they're at the bottom of the hill so I thought that was um, like, a ver- like a visual way of telling the story, the differences between the two families. I thought that was pretty cool. Um later on, so they decided to have this birthday party for the kid because his birthday um camping trip didn't go well. And they're talking, um and the the dad either I forget if she said this to the dad, the the driver, the grifter's dad, or she said it to some friends like, Oh, it's all that rain, but it, you know, it really helped uh, wash things away and you realize it ruined these people's houses they had to go st- spend the night in a gymnasium and the dad was like I don't you know I don't have a I don't have a plan there's no plan if you make a plan making a plan like never things never work out the way you want so why make a plan things can't go all that wrong when there's no plan to begin with uh, and we just do nothing just go about our day as things were um the the when they left them the guy was tied up but the mother was still the, the woman was still breathing. Um, and the, the son was like, I have a plan. I have a plan. And he's, he's still holding that rock. So he took that rock with him and the, he's like, well, what you, what's your plan? He goes, well, um, uh, I, um, you know, he's like, why do you still have that rock? He's like, it's a part of me. I can't let it go. It follows me where I go. And you realize, "Uh Oh, I think his plan uh, has something to do with a rock. And it does. So they go to the birth. if I'm leaving stuff out, I'm sorry. They go to the birthday party, and they're all there. So they were like, we should invite uh, Jessica, who's the art teacher, the, art, the the fake art teacher. And they're like, we should invite Kevin, who's the fake uh, 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 English teacher. Even though they are teaching, they're the fake ones. And, of course, the driver's there, and the housekeeper's there setting things up. And um, while that all goes on, the, the, the sun is... Is there seeing the girl? He's kissing her a little bit, and then he says things like, "Do you think I'd fit in with these people? Look at them; they're all so beautiful, all so perfect out there. Do you think I'd fit in?" So it's this whole thing also with they just don't think they're good enough. They see themselves as um, less than. And I don't even I don't even remember if the the, the, the rich daughter says anything, but um, she's like, "Oh, let's you know." Um, so they they go out to the party, and then he turns and he's like, he goes. I forget when he leaves her but he goes down he's holding the rock in his hand he goes down into the basement opens up the trap the fake the hidden door goes into the sub basement you realize okay oh my god he's going to do something with this with this rock he drops the rock which of course alerts anyone down there that he's there but he goes down nothing's happening and then this was the sequence that... every. This is when I started covering my face going ooh, 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 because he creeps over to the woman who um, appears to be dead at this point. He gets to the bottom of the steps, creeps over to the woman. Appear, you know, he didn't pick up the rock yet. And while he's creeping over, very awesome shot of you just see this like ring, this like wire coming over and then smashing him on the neck, dragging him locking him, uh, you know, dragging him by the other end of this wire, sticks the wire, you know, ties the wire to this, to these pipes, takes the rock. And I'm like, I go, no, he goes to slam this guy's head in the kid, gets out of the way. Um, and so he starts running. He, uh, now this thing is still around his neck. He would have made it. He he just, he didn't pick up the slack. So that thing was running, you know, this, like this metal wire with handle on the end is behind it. I'm thinking this is going to end bad, you know? I thought maybe he, he, like, if he gets caught, he, he, he'd hang himself or chop his head off for all I And he, you know, the door, it gets caught in the door as he's making his way out of the basement. He, um, he falls down and the guy comes up with the rock and bashes him in the head. They don't show it. And I'm like, oh my God, he's dead. Oh my God, he's dead. You see all this blood coming out of you. He's definitely dead. And then he takes the rock and he slams him again. And that they show. And it just kind of bounces off his head. But I was like, oh my God. Um, He'd have to be. He'd have to be dead, right? Uh, so then he goes upstairs. This is the the guy now. This is the, the the wife's probably dead in the basement. This is the guy who's been hiding in the basement all these years. He is the parasite of uh, with these other parasites. They're all parasites. And he comes upstairs and he looks at all this food. And he starts. He ate some of this food. He smashes the thing out of the side. Doesn't care. Like sees the dead body. Oh no! He eats while the guy's lying there bleeding. Doesn't care. Um, Then he goes over and sees all this other food. I think, oh, he's, nope, he's grabbing a knife. Grabs a knife and this is when he obviously, I don't know, he knows who these people are. Like he, from the basement and he takes the knife and he just walks out into the birthday party. All, a beautiful sunny day all these people are dressed to the nines all you know very nice and he walks right out with this knife his face is all bloody his hair is all messed up he hasn't seen the light in years um, I don't think or hasn't seen the light in a while and he just um, he walks up and then people start noticing him and he comes with the knife and he starts running and he stabs the daughter and then there's a fight with the with the father and a fight with the, with the mother this is of, of, of the grifter family and then the kid, the little kid sees him and he, he realizes that's the ghost he saw before he faints. His eyes roll back. He goes into another another seizure and anarchy is breaking loose. So we got the daughter bleeding. We got the son in the house. They don't even realize that he he's probably dead. Um, we got the mother uh, all of a sudden fighting with the... Um, with this guy, the, the the crazy guy with the knife, and the dad of the grifter trying to stop the bleeding, and the um, the uh, the the rich dad's like, "Come on, Kim, come on, give me the keys. We gotta go. We gotta bring him," uh, because this guy doesn't realize that's his daughter. He thinks like, "Look, these are just some people. You, I mean, this is awful, but you gotta help my son." Um, his worry is about his son, and now earlier in this episode. I mean, earlier in um, the movie, at the birthday party, Mr. Kim was dressed up as an Indian. He was going to help um, the dad like play this fun little role-playing thing with Indians, and the kid was going to save them. The dad had an axe. I thought, uh-oh, that's how this is going to this is going to end weird. And Mr. Kim was already like annoyed by these people. He felt like a stinky, and I think a stinky. He felt like a stink bug, and I think the guy even made another face like he smells him. Again, and you could see that Mister Kim was getting annoyed by him. Now, they um, he throws the keys over to for um, the uh, for the guy to get. But at the same time, the keys get stuck under the crazy man. The mother is wrestling with the crazy man. She stabs and kills the crazy man. The crazy man's lying there. The guy rolls over the the dead guy, the cr- dead crazy man, to get the keys, and he makes a face like, "Oh, that smell." And that seemed to trigger something in the dad. The the grifter dad, who then gets over, grabs the knife, the same knife, and stabs and kills the rich dad. Look, he's rude. Maybe he's a little rude. Maybe he's a little distant. Maybe you know he's a little bit disrespectful. But he did not deserve to be murdered. So they're freaking out. Everyone's freaking out. And the 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 the, the, the grifter's dad takes off. He he runs off, and. What do we find out? The next thing we find out is the kid who got his head bashed in is alive. And he wakes up. And he was in a coma. And he had brain surgery. And he just can't stop laughing. And re- there's a police officer there reading his rights. And this guy can't stop laughing. And they said that it's a side effect. And it comes to find out that they end up only getting probation because it was self-defense. Uh, the, the, they didn't kill Mr. Kim. And they, they were just grifters. Um, but they don't know about the people in the basement. Um, so they ended up getting off probation after all their crimes. Uh, and he goes, I laughed when I did this. And I laughed when they read the charges. And I laughed when I was in court. And I laughed um, even when I went to see, when I saw my sister the next time, I laughed. And they show, he seemed a little off. And they show him he's at a, uh, like a funeral, uh, like a grave place in the wall. All the walls are done with like people are in ashes. The sister died. She didn't survive. And the mother's crying. He's just kind of sitting there smiling. He goes, but then I didn't laugh when um, I would read the news reports or watch the news reports. And they're trying to figure out where this Kim guy is. He never, he, where is he? Where is he? He disappeared. They can't find him. Um, He, um, so the, the son kind of, you know, goes and looks all the time trying to try to figure out what happened to his dad sometimes he goes off into the um into the woods and he looks into the house he looks around just to see if there's any clues around the house see what's going on there's a different family in the house now and he looks and he starts seeing blinking blinking just like morse code that he that that other guy told him about and he starts takes his phone out and he starts dictating dot, dot, dash, dot, dot, dash, dash, dot, dot. Goes home, translate it, and it's this long letter from his father. His father killed the rich guy, snuck back into the house, went into the basement. He waited them out because the family left. They were gone. They don't live there anymore. The house was empty for a little while. Then a new family moved in. When they weren't there, he would sneak upstairs and steal food, even though the housekeeper was there. He took his life in his own hands. At one point when they weren't there, he took the dead woman upstairs and buried her in the yard by a tree. And he's just there waiting. Someday, someday, maybe we'll see you again. He wrote this whole thing out in Morse code. And goes, and I will send this out every night, hoping someday you will get this. And then the son starts transcribing something in Morse, in a letter back to him. I don't know how it would get to him. But he starts telling the story that we see. And I think it's happening where he's like, uh, someday dad, I will, I will work. I will work hard. I will become successful. I will do it right. I will make money, lots of money to the point where I will come back and I will buy this house and all you have to do is come upstairs and they show this. They show him kind of a little older. He look he's looking successful. He's got a nice suit on and he's showing this house and this woman's like we don't show this house to just anybody. And then it shows him kind of working in the yard and his mother's there and like the voiceover is like all you have to do is come upstairs. And then all of a sudden you see the dad come upstairs. You see him turn around the corner and from a very far away shot, you see him walk up to um to uh to his son and they embrace and the mother comes over and embraces you like oh they got back together and then it f- like you think oh it's fading away this is the end of the movie nope we have one more moment that comes back to him in his poor little house going like someday until then I love you or that's something like that so basically that's his his wish is to someday get rich go and, and move, buy that house and then you can come out and, and you know we can live forever together um, but who knows if that'll ever happen? Probably not. It seems like a real far-fetched thing. Um, but my God, what a movie. Like, he is... Um, so they're the parasite, right? That's that's my thinking. Uh, and I didn't even think of the stink bug thing until later, where, um, you know, he flicks the stink bug. He hates them. And then the rich guy sees, you know, he he's basically a stink bug to these rich people. Ooh! I'm sure maybe that wasn't lost on most people. Maybe I don't I don't feel that um, that uh, special for catching it or thinking of it. But um, great movie, excellent. Um, and you know, I, I it what it does is for it, first of all for Korean cinema, it makes people um, think or. For reality, it's just like, well, if this great movie's out there. What other great movies are out there? What other great directors are out there? What other great filmmakers are out there that are making this kind of this 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 high level cinema? And it just opens the door and opens the eyes of people, and it makes me want to look around and see more. Like I, I've seen Snowpiercer. And it's just with this director alone, there was for years. I, I've seen the movie poster for The Host. I've never seen it. I would love to see it. I'd love to check it out. Um, and wait, this is the third. This is the third movie I've done from him actually because a couple of years ago, if you ever watched Okja on Netflix, he directed that. That was a that was a, a rough one because it had these weird animals, but it had a lot to do with animal rights and, and, produ- and you know taking these animals and turning them into food. It was really tough to watch because these animals were very cuddly looking and, and, and friendly and then they were getting killed. Oh it was what a rough movie. Uh, great movie though. Um, and I watched that like I don't know two or three years ago. Maybe back in 2017 or something like that. Uh, And then before that was Snowpiercer. I don't even... That might have been... Before I even started doing the podcast. It might have been a blog post. I don't know. Um, And then now this. So this is the third... I want to make sure I'm saying this right. I think it's Bong Joon-ho. Third movie from him that I've watched. And I've enjoyed all of them. And this one, easily the best one. Great movie. Great just... You know, I've heard someone say, oh, it's like a Twilight Zone um, uh, uh, episode. Maybe, yeah, a really good Twilight Zone episode, like um, with some twists and turns and and just fun character development, fun acting, just a cool story. Like these, just um, the family dynamic that like they're just a little weird, um, but not like. Terrible people. Nothing they did deserved what happened to them. And, oh, you think these people are the parasite in the house? Well, there's also someone living in their basement for four years. I mean, that was just like out of the blue. What? What is going on? Uh, Loved it and really, I don't know, I can't say enough good about it. So you have to sometimes watch a dumb movie to really appreciate a great movie. Right? Maybe? I don't know. I could have appreciated this either way. Uh, But there will be more dumb movies along the way. Dumb action movies along the way <clears throat> tomorrow. And um, there will be some more great movies along the way as well. We're only in day two. We still have 28 more movies to go. So I can't wait to keep going with you guys on this. Now, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The website is fans.experts.com. Uh, and if you go to fans.experts.com slash movie month, you'll see every movie month post ever. Or even just go to fans.experts, you'll see all the posts there. And there's a, there's a link for every movie month going from 2014 up until today and depending on when you hear this maybe even tomorrow in fact definitely tomorrow and until then until tomorrow my friends here is my theme song this is my podcast i made it geek mentality is what i named it and i think you should listen and subscribe Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome, I think that I'm worth your time, and I'm kinda handsome. My mom says, please listen and please subscribe, at least listen to this episode. Fans not experts.